Hi, and welcome to the Liberators Network podcast. I am Christian Verwijs, and in this series we're reading some of our most popular blog posts. Is product backlog refinement a recurring event in your sprint schedule, happening on a fixed day during the sprint? Or is it something that developers slog to with lead in their shoes, mentally preparing themselves for another multi-hour required meeting where a few people talk and most people listen or pretend to listen? If so, then this episode is for you. Product backlog refinement is certainly an essential part of the Scrum framework. But more often than not, it takes the form of a team passively sitting around a meeting table, while a subset of the team discusses upcoming items in excruciating detail. Things are not helped by having to wait for that one member with the keyboard to enter everything into Jira. When doing product backlog refinement like this, it is totally understandable that teams try to spend as little time on it as possible, which is one of the key reasons holding Scrum teams back from becoming truly awesome. In this episode, we bust a myth that is at the heart of why refinement feels like a chore for so many Scrum teams. The belief that product backlog refinement should be done as one or more required meetings that must be attended by everyone in the team. We also offer some alternative approaches that fit more naturally with the flow of development. So what does the Scrum Guide have to say about this? The guide describes product backlog refinement as the act of adding detail, estimates and to order items in the product backlog. It goes on to describe that this is an ongoing collaboration between the product owner and the development team and that the Scrum team as a whole decides how and when to do this. The Scrum Guide prescribes five required time-boxed events that happen on specific moments during the sprint. We begin with sprint planning at the start of a sprint to select what the team will work on and determine a goal for the sprint. The daily scrum happens every 24 hours as a means to synchronize work within the development team. And the sprint review and the sprint retrospective happen at the end of the sprint to inspect both the results from the sprint as well as how the team collaborated during the sprint. The fifth and final event is the sprint itself. So the scrum guide is actually quite clear on this. Refinement is not an event in scrum. This may appear like mere wordplay but it does have a significant impact on how it is done in the real world. The guide emphasizes that product backlog refinement is something that development teams do as a natural part of development. It is not something that necessarily happens at a fixed moment during the sprint where the entire scrum team has to attend. Yet, this subtle distinction is sometimes lost and is one of the reasons why product backlog refinement becomes such a chore for many scrum teams. Before jumping into alternatives, let's first explore the purpose of product backlog refinement in a bit more detail. Scrum is built on the observation that product development is complex. And because of this, better insights and ideas will continuously emerge as we're doing the work. This means that even the near future is difficult to predict. Scrum provides a lightweight framework for allowing this learning to happen as quickly as possible without losing the focus needed for solving complex problems. The product backlog captures all the work needed for the product that we know of at this moment in time. Some items will be small and clear enough to complete within a single sprint, while other items will be too big, too unclear, or both. 
to maximize what we can learn from feedback from stakeholders and simply by doing the work, and to reduce the risk of building the wrong product, we want to break down and clarify items to the point where we are fairly confident that we can complete them within a sprint. It may be tempting to go ahead and break down all the work on a product backlog to make sure it fits within a sprint. But we have to remember that software development is complex work, with a lot of potential unknowns even in the near future. So a much better use of our time is to break down and clarify only those items we're about to start work on, in the next sprint or maybe a sprint after that. The time spent on items further down the product backlog is largely wasted, as we are bound to learn new things that change our views on how to implement them or make them irrelevant altogether. One way to think of the product backlog and how it is refined is to think of the product backlog as a pyramid. At the very top of the pyramid are small, well-refined items that you can easily complete within a sprint. And not just one, but multiple. If you go a bit further down the pyramid, the, it starts to widen. And you reach items that are a bit less clear. You have quite a good idea of what's necessary, but you still need to spend some time refining them, but not much. These are the items that are likely to be picked up in one of the upcoming sprints. So you're, you can be quite confident that any time you spend on these is not wasted. If we travel further down the pyramid, we reach items that become progressively unclear and progressively bigger. These are items that you're not going to work on in any of the upcoming sprints. So whatever time you spend on them is going to be potentially wasted. And finally, at the base of the pyramid, the base of the product backlog, we find very large or very unclear items. These are the items that are many sprints away. So other than just adding a couple of keywords, that's all we're going to do on it now. In general, a good advice is to focus your refining efforts on the work that will be done within a couple of sprints and not spend any time on items further down the product backlog unless you think it's absolutely necessary. So now that we've clarified what product backlog refinement is there for, let's summarize the five purposes that we've identified. The first one is to clarify items on the product backlog that are too unclear to start work on. And this is preferably something you do with the people that you're building the product for, which means the stakeholders. The second purpose is to break down items that are too big to pull into a sprint, which generally means they're also too unclear. A third purpose is to reorder the product backlog as needed to make the upcoming sprints as smooth and valuable as possible. And a fourth purpose is to add or remove items from the product backlog as new insights emerge. And finally, estimating the effort is also a potential purpose. This does not have to be formal as assigning story points or whatever estimation practice you use like t-shirt sizes. A gut feeling is also good, like, yeah, I think we can finish this within a sprint. In any case, we have to keep in mind that items on a product backlog are essentially reminders of conversation we still need to have in the future. Refinement is simply the ongoing process of having those conversations. Sometimes this means talking with stakeholders about an item that may be part of the next sprint, while at other times it can be an item that is part of the current sprint. But instead of this series of conversations that naturally flow from development, for too many teams it has taken the form of formalized meetings taking place only during a sprint.
So what is a helpful other way to do refinement? For many organizations, meetings have become the de facto standard to integrate and exchange information within teams and make decisions. In a meeting, we bring as many minds into the room as we can for a given amount of time to achieve a purpose. The assumption here is that this is the best or even the only way to tap into the wisdom and creativity of teams and to share knowledge. However, not all activities related to refinement are ideally suited to do with the whole team. The breaking down or clarification of items, for example, can be done by varying subgroups in a team that then converge back to the team. A second issue is that breaking down items is often a complex activity, requiring significant creativity and time to think things through. As most developers will recognize, refinement can also take place during lunch conversations, or cycling to work, or taking a shower. Meetings are often not the best environment to do this kind of heavy mental weightlifting. A, a third issue is that there is a natural flow to development during a sprint. We want to break this flow as infrequently as possible, which is also why the Scrum Guide prescribes only four required events during a sprint. This minimizes the need for other whole team events. And finally, sitting down around a conference table in a meeting room is just not a very engaging way of doing complex work. We have excellent experience with using a diverge-converge pattern. As a team, decide together which items need to be clarified or broken down and who wants or needs to be involved. The smaller groups then do this work during the sprint or during breakout sessions. This is where they diverge. Later during the sprint, they share their results with the whole scrum team and make decisions on next steps together. This is where they converge again. Other activities like estimation or reordering of the product backlog can then be done together based on what was learned during refinement. Multiple diverge-converge cycles can happen during a sprint depending on the complexity of what needs to be refined for this or for upcoming sprints. Whatever you do, make sure that refinement remains a collective effort of the team. Although not everyone has to do it at the same time, everyone should be involved in it. Having only the analysts or lead developers do refinement is a powerful anti-pattern, as it fails to tap into the wisdom of the entire team and it blocks self-organization. So what are some other tips to refine work differently? In general, Finding strategies and practices to refine work is really something where Scrum Masters can help their Scrum teams with. So here are some tips. The first one is that you can invite the Scrum team to form smaller groups that take responsibility for the refinement of particular items during the upcoming sprint. Let them decide how and when to do this, collaborating with the product owners and stakeholders as needed. Schedule moments where the pair share their ideas and insights with the Scrum team and gather feedback. A second tip is to not use tools like Jira during refinement. It's a huge drain of energy and creativity if people have to wait for that one person with the keyboard to complete typing in a new item. Instead, refine work with stickies or drawings and ask the team to enter it into a tool afterwards. If you really need to use tools during refinement, Make sure that everyone has access to it and can work on it collaboratively. Another tip is to use liberating structures or other facilitation patterns to turn boring refinement sessions into highly interactive sessions where everyone can be fully engaged.
if you're breaking down challenging items, invite people to draw the problem, or use one 2 for all a liberating structure, to quickly identify potential strategies. You can also use the liberating structure Troika Consulting to give and get help. Use supporting material, like our sheet with 10 potential strategies for breaking down work. The link is in the original post. Another tip is to invite stakeholders to participate in refinement as needed. In order to clarify upcoming work and to build the right product, you will certainly need their perspective and knowledge. You can also invite team members to decide for themselves if they want to join sessions where the purpose is to break down specific items. You can consider this a law of two feet rule. Have them determine if they can contribute something to the conversation. If this results in nobody showing up, you have a good topic for the upcoming sprint retrospective. And just a hint, the topic here is not to blame developers for not showing up. The topic is to find better, more effective strategies for refinement. Another tip is to experiment with what works for your team. For some teams, doing refinement together is really the best way and they enjoy doing it. For others, the solutions we talked about before may be more helpful. It depends on the size and experience of the team and its members and the complexity of the domain. Another tip is that when using a physical product backlog, you can easily add information that is relevant for a refinement. For example, add stickies with a question mark to items that need clarification, or write exclamation marks on items that might become a risk or are important items to refine. And finally, instead of doing refinement during a meeting, go for a walk outside and use your walk to break down work with your team or with a subgroup. Let's move to some closing thoughts. In this episode, we busted the myth that product backlog refinement should be done as one or more required meetings during a sprint that have to be attended by everyone in the team. We clarified the purpose of refinement in Scrum and offered you many different alternative approaches to make refinement more effective. We're always eager to learn about your experiences. Have you been able to make use of our tips? What's been your experience with refinement and what worked for you? Let us know in the comments. So with that, we're reaching the end of this episode. Thanks again for listening to the Liberators Network podcast. We hope you learned something new about Scrum and that you can help your Scrum teams work with Scrum more effectively. If you like listening to this podcast, please like it or give it a thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening on. We really appreciate your support. If you want to learn even more, go to medium.com slash liberators. We've got a lot more for you to read watch, or download there. Finally, if you're interested in joining one of our events, then go to theliberators.com events for an overview. We offer a lot of professional Scrum Master and professional Scrum Master 2 classes from Scrum.org, as well as a variety of workshops that use liberating structures or are about experiencing them. Give it a try. And with that, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again next time. Have a great day.